0: This episode is brought to you by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough reinvention. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you reinvent. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at pwc.com. The Major League Baseball playoffs did not go as the Yankees anticipated, as they unfortunately were one and done. Having lost the one-game playoff to the Boston Red Sox, the Yankees are now looking at their future to see what they need to do in order to get to their next World Series championship. We're going to break down the wildcard game and more on this brand new episode of the Pinstripe Talk podcast, which begins right now. You are listening to the Pinstripe Talk podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of the Pinstripe Talk podcast, powered to you by Delahanty Media. I'm your host, Nick Delahanty. It was a very disappointing end to the 2021 Major League Baseball season for the New York Yankees as they lost in the one-game playoff to fellow rival, the Boston Red Sox. Again, the 2021 season was one in which I think was one of the hardest seasons for myself personally. To sit through. First and foremost, this Yankees team has a ton of talent, and to see the underperforming from some key guys, especially ones that we thought were going to be heavily relied upon, was unfortunate to say the least. And right when this team gave you a glimpse of hope, they seemed to take it right back and put us on a roller coaster of emotions regarding how the season was going. We all know the tale of how the season started. It didn't even look like this team was going to make the playoffs. But then they got hot and they showed that this team that we thought they could be was still there. It just took them time to figure it out. Injuries, offensive struggles, starting rotation ineffectiveness at times. There was a lot of things that really did hamper this team. And if you look at this group as a whole, for starters, you know, you're paying Aaron Hicks a lot of money. And he was limited to just 32 games. This was a guy that the Yankees were hoping his switch-hitting ability was going to help balance out the Yankees' everyday lineup. And then you look at guys like Aroldis Chapman, who had some injury struggles. You look at a Luis Severino, who the Yankees didn't have at full strength for any part of the year. Yeah, they did get him back at the end of the year, but not having him due to Tommy John was a big factor in their rotation. You look at guys like Zach Britton, who was ineffective to say the least and also dealt with injuries that hampered him and now he looks to be out for all of 2022 if not the majority of it. So there are guys you could point to and say the injury bug hurt them and that this Yankees team was never fully healthy but at the end of the day they had a ton of talent to work with and simply just did not put it together. So on this episode today, I want to talk a little bit about the wildcard game. There's not really much to talk about given that we're now two weeks off and the Yankees really didn't show up to play, but regardless, we're gonna talk about it touch base on a couple of topics and then look ahead to the future of this organization. There's a lot of question marks going into this offseason. Number one, is Aaron Boone going to be the man in charge? The Yankees kinda indicated that, you know, they're looking to make coaching staff changes. Is Boone going to be one of them? And we'll take a quick look at the roster and see what the Yankees may be looking to do this offseason. And we'll give you a breakdown of what to expect from our show moving forward. Now, of course, follow us on social media at Pinstripe Talk ND on Twitter. Find us on Facebook by searching up Pinstripe Talk Podcast. Our show is available on all podcasting platforms. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio. you name it. The show is there available for you. Of course, check out our website, delahantymedia.com. Check out the new store. Go cop some merch. Help support the brand. And we may be in the offseason, but the Dallas Cowboys are well into their regular season playing some good football and our All About America's Team podcast is here to talk to you about it weekly. Check out their show if you're looking to talk some Cowboys football. Those guys have been doing a great job. I give them a lot of credit for... I don't want to even call them newcomers because they sound like professionals at this point. They're doing a great job and really repping the brand well. Go give those guys some love while you wait for the Yankees to retake the field come spring training. So let's jump right into it. American League wild card game held on October 2nd in Fenway Park. It's been quite some time since the Yankees have taken the field and I'm really missing them already. But nonetheless, Yankees lose this one 6-2. They had their ace Garrett Cole on the mound and Cole was ineffective. Two innings pitched, allowed three runs through 50 pitches, could not get out of the third inning. Luckily, the Yankees' bullpen was able to keep him in the game for the most part. loiska did struggle in his inning of work later on, but at that point, the damage had already been done. Yankees could not get to former Yankee Nate Eovaldi, who really cruised through their lineup through five and a third. The only Yankee who really showed up offensively was Giancarlo Stanton. What more can you say about him? He had three hits in the ballgame. Missed a couple of homers by a couple of inches, but nonetheless, Yankees did not come to play this one. Boston was clearly the better team. They go on to the American League Division Series. Yankees go home. So, essentially, the Yankees finished their season at 92-70, and 70, which, you know, you could say it's a disappointment because this team had the makings of being a 100-win team, but they made the playoffs They battled, especially with all the ups and downs. So you got to give them credit for getting to that point, but it is disappointing because the way that it was stacked up, and yes, you don't have DJ LeMahieu who was hurt for this one, but the way it was stacked up, you're expecting Garrett Cole to come out and be the dominant Garrett Cole that we've seen in the past. Now, the sticky stuff, the injury problems, they all could play a factor in how Cole was. Maybe he wasn't fully healthy at the end of the year, We did see him stutter a little bit down the stretch. But again, just a very disappointing start from him. You could tell that he had nothing in the tank. And the Red Sox picked up on it early. They scored two runs right away. They had another run in the third. And it was just unfortunate to watch and very disappointing. I think that, you know, you don't want to say that they weren't ready to play. Because obviously, I'm not in the clubhouse. I'm not there on an everyday basis. I'm sure those guys were ready to play, but they simply got outplayed and outcoached for that matter. You know, we've seen it a couple of times and we're going to get into the coaching staff as well. Bad base running decisions by Phil Nevin. Some questionable pitching changes by Boone. There was a lot of things that you could point at and say, okay, what are they doing? What are they thinking? But again, this team seemed to... (laughs) really defy the odds in many ways. One minute you thought they were good, one minute you thought they were absolutely terrible, one of the worst teams in baseball. And it was just a roller coaster. And I've said that about 3 times on the show already, but I'm going to keep reiterating it because that's the perfect analogy to talk about this Yankee season. So, again, Yankees losing the AL Wild Card, now Yankees fans are tortured with watching the Red Sox and the Astros in the ALCS. Who do you really root for in that one? I clearly couldn't tell you i I haven't watched much of the postseason. I was really hoping for the Giants to make a run, but unfortunately, they were knocked out in game five of the NLDS by a questionable call on a check swing. So really, I look at this playoffs and and before we get into more Yankees talking I really am bored by it, and here's why. first and foremost, if you're a Yankees fan, you can't stand the Astros. So everything that happened in the past, yes, they have some good ball players, but you look at them and you just have that that hatred for them and you can't get rid of that. And I said this to a buddy the other day and I'm going to say it here. This Astros team is nothing compared to the Astros team that beat the Yankees in those years that they were cheating. Their pitching staff, their bullpen, their offense, they were better collectively. If you put those two teams on the field, the 2021 Astros and the Astros that beat the Yankees in the ALCS those teams in the past probably sweep this year's team it's just how it is in the American League I didn't really see a team that when I watched them I said wow this team is special this team is really good the Astros are a mediocre ball club to me the Red Sox yes they have some pieces that I love to watch I love watching Devers I think he's a great ball player I know he's a Red Sox and I'm not supposed to like him but I like the way he plays I love the swing I just think that he's going to be a star in this game for years to come. Other than him, I find this Red Sox team to be very boring. Their pitching staff doesn't thrill me. Their bullpen is scary, to say the least. So for me, watching Astros, Red Sox, really doesn't do anything for me. Then you pivot over to the National League. And if Ronald Acuna Jr. was playing, I would want to see the Dodgers and, and Braves in action because I love watching Acuna. But we all expected the Dodgers to be there. They are stacked. Their rotation is full of studs. Their everyday lineup seems to have an MVP at almost every position or MVP type of caliber player. So for me, I expected them to be there and I expected them to get to the World Series. And the the Braves are a good story making it so far without Acuna, but there's nothing that really thrills me. So for the first time in a long time, I don't feel glued to the TV when the postseason's on. And you may say it's because I'm bitter because the Yankees are out. That's certainly not the case. Um, you guys know I'm a baseball junkie. I watch about four to five games a night or parts of four to five games a night because I'm so much in love with the game. But again, I just don't have anything that thrills me about this. You know, Saturday we had a both games going on and I chose to watch college football because there was a lot more excitement going on for me. So again, if the Yankees were in it, obviously I'd be watching but there's no storyline in this postseason that makes me have to be in front of my TV to watch that game. I'll catch the highlights later. So regardless, do I have a World Series prediction? Not really. I really don't. If I was a betting man, which I'm not, I would say the Dodgers are going to win it. I I think that the Astros are going to find a way to win the ALCS and you're going to have a rematch. I think that's the storyline Major League Baseball is hoping for, but you know, I wouldn't mind seeing a Braves-Red Sox World Series or a Braves Astros World Series. It really wouldn't bother me either way. I'll probably watch some of it just because it's the World Series. But the playoffs are doing nothing for me. Now let's get back to the important topic, which is the New York Yankees. Now since the season ended, we all know Aaron Boone's contract is up, and he hasn't been extended yet, and there hasn't been any indication of what's going to happen with Boone. But there has been changes to his coaching staff. Let's start with Phil Nevin, the third base coach. He was told his contract would not be renewed. Nevin, who's best friends with Aaron Boone, is not returning in the Yankees, did the solid by telling him his contract wasn't renewed, so it would be off of Boone's shoulder so it wouldn't ruin their friendship. Now, Nevin made a ton of questionable decisions. The one where he sent Judge in Fenway Park, where he got hosed at the plate by a good 10 feet. Nevin did not do his job well at times. And at that position, when runs mean so much, you can't afford your third base coach to be taking risks and gambles that ultimately aren't going to be paying off in the long run. So the Yankees are looking for a new face there. I will say this. I did like having Phil Nevin on the staff. I think that he's a good clubhouse guy, has high energy. When he was sick, you could tell that this Yankees team missed that energy when he came back. His first game back, he got ejected. The guy was half six still, and he figured out a way to get ejected. But I like this energy. I think he's going to find a role somewhere with another organization. But unfortunately, when you're not doing your job well, and at that position at third base coach, you need somebody who's going to be smart in terms of base running. You know, it just didn't work out, and he'll be looking for a new job elsewhere. Otherwise, the Yankees got rid of their hitting staff. Marcus Timms, P.J. Pelleter, both gone. I never thought Marcus Timms was a good baseball player to begin with. You know, I'm sorry. I'm going to sound very rude by saying that, but when he was with the Yankees, I didn't think he was very good. I didn't think he was a great hitter. And of course, when you get to the big leagues, you got to be good. I just didn't think he was a big league caliber hitter. And he was not the guy that I wanted the Yankees to have as the hitting coach. I'm hoping that they bring in somebody like the Matt Blake, of hitting type of role to get this offense going because I felt like not only the personnel was designed to swing and miss a lot but I feel like their hitting coach who was a swing and miss guy did not help them in any which way it'll be interesting to see what route the Yankees go and of course you know it's gonna depend on what they do with Aaron Boone is Aaron Boone going to come back and allow the Yankees to remake his coaching staff It seems like the Yankees want a bench coach that will be a veteran presence for Boone. Somebody who could spark the troops and motivate the guys. But for me, I thought that that was the manager's job. I don't know about you, but I was always brought up with the notion that the manager was the guy that was supposed to lead the troops and the bench coach was supposed to be the supporting guy that, you know, helped rally them. Think of Torrey and Zimmer. Zimmer was Torrey's right-hand man. That's what I think of when I think of a good bench coach. And are the Yankees looking for somebody with managerial experience to say, look, you know, this is what we should be doing. This is how we should be operating. Because the reports out there say that Phil Nevin was a big vocalist in Aaron Boone's ear. And that many of the time, Boone was listening to what Nevin had to say. They did say there was a controversy toward the end of the season. Nevin... Vouch for the Yankees to activate Andrew Velasquez when they had a short bench. They did not do that until the last day of the regular season. Maybe that was an issue that Nevin was not happy with. Who knows? We don't know the inside details. But regardless, it's going to be really interesting to see how they play this out. First and foremost, I think that we should have a resolution about Boone by October 31st. I think by the end of the month, the Yankees will know what they want to do. They're going to see... What other options may be out there. But ultimately I think that Aaron Boone will return. And I don't think he's going to have a say in who his hitting coach is. I think Brian Cashman is going to make that decision. And of course you could say that. Cashman deserves as much blame for this as Aaron Boone. But I do think that they're both going to have another go around with it. Before the Yankees decide to make some organizational changes from that perspective. So my prediction Expect to see Boone back. Expect the Yankees to find a hitting coach or a pair of hitting coaches that really are driven by the analytics and can help get this team on the right track. And they're going to give it another go around because I don't think that they feel Boone is the problem. I think that they firmly believe that the underperformance from the players is on those players. The guys that haven't stepped up to the occasion and done their job. So I do think that they like what they have in Aaron Boone. You know, a lot of people say he's a puppet and I believe that they're giving him the lineup every day or giving him a suggestion of what the lineup should be. And he's in charge of going through the daily manager motions to see like what guys need days off or who's simply struggling and needs a break. But I would expect to see the majority of the staff back, Aaron Boone having probably a new bench coach and a new set of hitting coaches as we already know they were told their contracts would not be extended. So there are changes. It's not like they're sitting back and saying, oh, the whole coaching staff isn't the issue. They identified what they felt was the issues. Now they're going to try to rectify it in hopes of being better in 2022. Of course, the focus now is on 2022 and what the Yankees will do this offseason. And I've said it before on past shows, and I'm going to say it again. This is a big offseason for the New York Yankees. I want to hear your opinion on this, and if you do have a take, please let me know. Follow us on Twitter and social media and and hit us up. But I think that this Yankees World Series window that we all thought was a guarantee to bring home a title is slowly closing, and it's getting close to that point where the book is almost closed. The Yankees need to figure it out. I give them two years. I give them this year, or I give them next year, 2023, to kind of figure it out. If they don't do it, I could see that the window could close. Unless they go through a major overhaul and find a way to extend it. Right now, it looks like that book is closing. So how are we going to address this offseason? How could this Yankees team get better? Well, you're going to have to wait for that because we're going to have shows dedicated to each and everything. First and foremost, you're going to get our report card show where we grade each and every Yankee. Remember, we did it at the mid-season point. We're going to do it for the end of the year as well. A lot of bad grades in that one. And then we're going to talk about my wish list for what the Yankees could do this offseason. Remember, the collective bargaining agreement is up for debate. We have to wait and see what that's going to look like. But we're going to give our little wish list of what I would like to see the Yankees do this offseason. And of course... We're going to give you all the latest breaking news and updates regarding what the Yankees do. Do they make a big signing? Do they make a big trade? Do they cut a player that may be notable that we didn't expect to happen? We are going to break it down for you and more as it comes along. So you already know the deal. Make sure you follow us on social media for all the latest news and updates regarding our show. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify, Tune in Radio, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to our show, so all of our brand new content gets streamed right to your device. And of course, stay patient, let's see what the Yankees do. It's going to be a fun offseason, I know for sure, we're going to have a lot to talk about. On behalf of the Delahanty Media brand and the Pinstripe Talk podcast team, I would like to take this moment to thank you all for listening throughout the regular season and throughout the postseason. I know that our content kind of slowed up through the month of September. Of course, I told you, I went back to work. It was great being back and coaching and teaching, and you guys know the drill. We're starting to get back to kind of normal in our world. So it did die down a little bit, but you all stayed so supportive, and it means the world to us. We set new records for our show in terms of downloads, in terms of streams, in terms of true listeners. This year has been tremendous, and Of course, it didn't go the way the Yankees planned, but our show continues to grow, and we look forward to continuing bringing you new content as time goes along. And of course, we hope that you stay along and continue to interact with us. We have a lot of great things going on with the Delahanty Media brand. We hope that you simply stay tuned. Once again, my name is Nick Delahanty, and this has been another episode of the Pinstripe Talk Podcast, powered to you by Delahanty Media. We'll talk to you really soon. But always remember, let's go Yankees. Take care, everyone.